You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. Yeah, guys, we're so excited that we're dancing. There's no video today. YouTube is unfortunately down for us today, but we're dancing, and we just want you to know it. Guys, I'm so excited for today's episode of Revolution, but sitting across from me, the ever-so-lovely Kristen Snyder. What's up, guys? I'm actually wearing a dress, but you cannot see it now. She dresses up for once just because you can't see. She did on purpose. She planned it out. And sitting next to her, Daryl Kristen. What's up, everybody? I'm not wearing a dress, but I am wearing the same colors as Kristen. He's wearing a dress right He's wearing a dress. Yes, only below the seat. That you can't see. And sitting next to me, the lovely Kristen Carroll. Hey guys. Also in a dress. Also in a dress. <laughs> With pants. And guys, I probably have the most elaborate dress of all. I wish you were here to see it. I am Dave Klein. And Bing is for doing a weird doing revolution. So Wow, this was an amazing episode, right, guys? Yeah. There was a whole lot of action, and I liked it. We Explosives. learned so much about everybody. Each episode is getting better and better. So let us jump on then to, we, we thought we'd talk about first Captain Tom Neville and the militia man who is angry at Danny. He's angry because Danny has killed his best friend. <laughs> Templeton. So, Templeton. Templeton, what kind of name Templeton, is that? who has a hefty wife. Yeah. That's important. But, Carol. But Carol. But you know what? Templeton loved Carol anyways, guys. <laughs> yes. He loved he her anyways, despite that. And so he is pissed at Danny for shooting him with a crossbow. Yes. Uh, and then he doesn't care that Danny's dad's dead. It doesn't matter. I think the real problem is he's just scared to tell t- Carol because Carol is this humongous woman, we're told. Yeah. That that does seem like what I got, too. Like, he just doesn't want to tell Carol. It doesn't matter that his nope. friend's dead. Like, uh, don't want to tell Carol about that. <laughs> She's huge, man. She yeah. beat my ass. That's all we knew about Carol. <laughs> so, anyway. Well, she was the kind of woman to ask about payback did you at least get payback yeah yes again and again yeah that's like that would be my first question carol if if someone dear to me got murdered i'd be like well did you get payback hell yeah i got payback all right then i'm cool with it as long as you got payback i think my favorite part about this first like the first scene within these series of scenes was um captain tom neville kind of just seemed like a dad to me like a father figure like the two kids were arguing and they're like and danny's like can I get some water, please, from Neville? And Neville's just doesn't care. He's, like, reading the paper. You heard the boy. Give him some water. Like, he doesn't care at all. He just totally seems like uh, his kids are fighting, and he's just bored with it. Well, Danny kind of made that guy his slave, too. Yeah. I mean, props to Danny. I was like, why are you asking for water? Like, you should be, like, calling this guy a name or something. But, you know, he showed. He proved himself, and mm-hmm. he actually took this guy down. So it was nice to see that... 
Charlie isn't the only badass yeah. that is in this Matheson family. And the best part of that scene, too, is that he was like, are you going to kill me? Or if you're not, then give me some water. <laughs> Bitch. You know, yeah, bitch. <laughs> I do like I, I do like that as you said. Danny shows himself. That's kind of a family of badasses, I guess. That's what yeah. they're showing because yeah. there was the other episode before from the first episode where Danny just beats the guy with the wooden plank, yeah. and now Danny strangles, fakes an asthma attack, yeah. and then strangles Tem- Templeton's friend, who we don't know his name don't know yet, his name. with his uh, handcuffs. So definitely some badassery. Those yeah. kids be crying wolf over their uh, illnesses. <laughs> right. Charlie over her leg, and then. And Danny that's right. over his asthma. That's how they. Uh, that's how they roll. That's how they the do sneak it. attack. That's how they roll in the revolution. Sneak attack. It's called guerrilla tactics. <laughs> They're using some guerrilla tactics there. Oh, but Lord. then we do see that Tom Neville also catches uh, the whole strangling situation. He's just yeah. there watching. Doesn't do anything. Again, it makes me think like just a father. Like, ah, oh, my kids are fighting again. Well, he has this like odd love for Danny. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a father-son relationship in the brewing. Uh, he was almost, I felt, proud that Danny had been sticking up for himself. All That's what I got from it. I also caught the fact that the way he was looking at him was, that was good. If you go any further, I will have to, you know, come yeah. over there. Don't right. make me come in there. Time yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I kind of I agree with what both of you said. I think he was just kind of giving a proud fatherly look. Right. I just want to keep on throwing the fatherly aspect. It's okay. It's yep. working. So let's move on then because that was sort of all we get from this little storyline. Yeah. So then we have a lot, a lot, a lot happening with Charlie's storyline. So Charlie is out and they're going to the rebel base. and To return Nora's gun. Right, to return Nora's, Nora's gun. Miles not so happy about this. No, he was hating on uh, the situation a little bit. You could tell he, he his emotions about Nora came out tonight in tonight's episode for sure. Right. I mean, when he finally gets there, we see how jealous he is of Nicholas, who is the Catholic priest. The priest. Yeah. <laughs> we also have it in the beginning. Miles is his argument is that we need the gun to help find Charlie's brother to help find Danny. Do you guys think that's a sound basis? Or, I mean, if it's just three people, I guess the sniper rifle's helpful, but... I think he just wants to keep the gun because, as we find out, it was probably always his. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, and also, any kind of ammunition is always good to have, so you'd hate to give away something that they might be able to use later on because it's very hard to find that kind of stuff. Even the militia guy, Jeremy, was saying that they have to go finding at- antiques and everything. So here you have this great asset... And she wants to give it away to something he doesn't really believe in. Yeah, they do have that entire scene with sort of the Russian roulette. Chris and I were talking about a little bit of resemblance to Deer Hunter in a way with the Russian roulette. But um, he's talking, Jeremy's talking about this while sort of doing a Russian roulette thing and just how important bullets are. And I, I kind of, I don't know what Jeremy was doing if he had no bullets in the gun at first and then right. had one in, but I didn't see him load up that gun. I think he was just kind of, I, don't know, I get that Board intimidation tactics. factor of doing the Russian roulette thing, but at the same time, if any of those bullets had actually been there and shot and killed the guy, he never would have found out where the camp was. So right. I say poor torture technique. I don't know. I, I think I, it's good war tactics. And like Kristen said when we were watching, he knew what he was doing. Well, yeah. well if there were more rebels, though, if there were more of them to torture like that, I'd be like, okay, I get it. But with one, you kill one by accident. It's like, oh, there's our one chance of finding where the base was well and if you're a rebel too as soon as you give up that information you're dead yeah i never understood that why would you ever say anything either way they're gonna kill you they can't have you 
see all their faces, you're you're gone. I guess you have that one little piece of glimpse of hope that maybe they'll let you go. But, you know. Yeah. I really liked all the uh, the intense scenes. I mean, just pulling the Russian roulette trick. That was great. I mean, we, I felt, got our first intense scene kind of last episode with Charlie and her mother uh, taking the role of shooting people. And then it's back again this episode and just uh, we got a lot more intense scenes it wasn't just one it was the russian roulette and then we can continue and hit them as they come along but i just felt like they definitely bumped up the the intent intensified i agree things. i'm sorry by, by charlie did you mean franny I'm a little confused oh, there. Right, right. We, the, got uh, we had Franny and Stu Redman. She was Franny and Stu, at that point. So Miles was Stu Redman and Charlie was Franny at this point. And that's how I'm going to refer to them from now on. Please keep up, <laughs> listeners. Funny names. Miles has a really great sense of humor, by the way. He does. That's because he's the Han Solo. Yeah. that's It's a necessity if you're the Han Solo archetype. I was so happy that he was, you know, the primary um, aspect and lead character of this episode. I was happy that the flashback was primarily about him because thus far he is my favorite character. Um, so we get kind of uh, an interesting exchange here where they're in the rebel camp finally and Miles is clearly jealous of, of Nicholas and th- that whole situation and he just wants to leave. And Charlie has a conversation with Nora and Miles about how she's going to stay, period. Because, as Miles said, we need Nora. So I wonder how Nora's going to interpret that little piece of information there. Why? I mean, we've seen that she's great and she knows what she's doing, but why would Miles be so set on we need Nora? So I think that would come back. Yeah, I mean, girls hang on to details, and I think that was definitely, I mean, we can all Mm -hmm. witness their love coming back together. Whatever was lost is now found. Yeah, and she's like a double threat. I mean, she's obviously beautiful, and he's attracted to her, and she can kick butt. I mean, she, she, you know, she can save save him when he's in his Mm -hmm. time of need, like she did tonight. So he's definitely going to keep her around. Well, and he can trust her. So here's here's a great weapon and good-looking and somebody he trusts who he has a past with. You know, why would he go after? It's very hard to trust people. I mean, look at what happened with his best friend, Sebastian. That didn't work out so well. Yeah, yeah well, we still don't know quite what happened there. No. Um, so it's then what we end up getting, though, is they find out that it's a trap. And basically, <laughs> things that people, they're going to be coming to attack them. But we have this thing with Charlie is wrapping the wounded, which is Sam, trying to help out in any way she can. And... That sort of doesn't work out too well. Waste of time. Total waste of time. Feel bad for Sam. You know, right when she what wrapped his arm, was it his arm and shoulder that was mm-hmm. hurt? Next thing you know, gunshot, gunshot, and my man gets shot guy. right in the stomach. Sam uh, was also trying to flirt with Charlie a bit right, there. Yeah. Oh, well. yeah, he was. Oh, well. He was all excited. He's there. It's a girl. And yeah. He's gone. One last time. Yeah. But when they initially. It's a girl. I mean, trap. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a trap, guys. Beware of girls. <laughs> Beware of girls. Um, but when they initially walked into the room, uh, we all kind of looked at each other and just thought about how awesome it would be if they got some weird disease and it was zombies. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that, especially since Daryl, Kristen, and Kristen, Carol, and I are all doing Walking Dead together. So right. we're zombies. I feel very left. Zombies. Out. So, come yeah. join. Come join. Just jump on. <laughs> Call in. I'll call in. I have no information about the show, but I'm going to call in. So I think this was probably your favorite line of the entire episode, Kristen, which was Nicholas being the Catholic priest and 
just the um, the whole exchange with Miles about Nicholas. Do you want to? Do you remember that line? I mean, I have my own line that I highlighted, but which one are you going to say? Um, just about how Nicholas is. He's not Charlie, or uh, not Charlie. Um, Nora. It's not. He's not her type. Oh yeah. I mean, are you saying she's that? Not so, his I'm, type. so I'm not offended by uh, you know the Catholic. No, because you're laughing your ass off during oh. that part. That's why I was saying that. Well, I just thought it was a hit on Catholic priests because they're, you know, people tend to make fun of them and say that what their type is, which I'm not going to get into because I don't agree with it. But the part that I really hung on to and spoke to me personally was the line where they said, um, it must be nice to have faith. Because you feel real confident, and I feel like that speaks to a lot of people who are actually faithful. They tend to be confident in most things they do, and Nicholas is very confident, but as we find out, not he doesn't have a whole lot of forgiveness. He says, yeah. I don't forgive. Christ forgives, but I'm not Christ. Yeah. So, you know, I really liked him as a, as a Catholic priest. I thought he stood up for the priest well. Yeah, I agree. Um, we have another uh, line from Nora here, which is pretty important, which she's talking to Miles because Miles is jealous of the whole Nicholas situation. And she says, I'm here for a guy and it's not Nicholas. And we later go on to find out that it's pretty much for her unborn child that she's here for. Mm-hmm. Which Kristen said could be Miles. It was fi- She said she was five months pregnant and it was... You know when when she got into that fight for for Frank for Frank, and yeah. he was still in trying to impress her at yeah. that point. Yeah, in time. so about five months in, I would think you're past the point where you're trying to impress somebody, and you kind of already know who they are. And <laughs> disagree. I would think I don't know. It could always change. Um, but at that point. You know, she's five months pregnant, and it, I think Frank was this nice rebound guy for Miles. <laughs> sorry, Frank. Although he, he ditched her. I don't feel that sorry. Um, yeah. But it could have possibly been Miles, you know, before I Frank. totally agree with I you. Think I think that's, that's, that's another little uh, trick they can throw at us later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my conspiracy reveal. theory is that the baby is actually Miles' baby, not Frank's. And that this is well, yeah. So is Kristen yeah, was saying. Yeah, that's oh, that's what, what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Da, 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 sorry. Da, 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 da. Uh, I'll join you back. I back think to it's NBC Revolution. Double conspiracy is actually Sebastian Monroe's baby. Ooh. <laughs> no, I don't think that. But that would be like what? That would be a super what? I'm confused though. She said she lost the baby that night that they were fighting. Well, well she said that she cup took a re- couple of really hard hits okay. during that fight. Yeah, so I'm assuming so she got hit in the stomach. Have, yeah. I didn't know that they had attacked her as well. That makes sense. Hit her uterus. So Right whoa. in the baby maker. Right in the baby maker. That's where you hit girls. <laughs> exactly. That's where I always hit girls. Um, <laughs> I'm, out I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to put out this whole persona that I'm a whole total asshole. That's really what I'm trying to do. So after she says that it's not Nicholas, all of a sudden... Their bitches are getting shot in this house because the militia is here. They think they have time to escape, but they're not. Uh, Sam gets shot at that moment, and they're in a whole lot of trouble. You know who I like? I like Trevor, man. Trevor's, Trevor's yeah. badass. Man up on that roof. A one-shot, man. Listen, if I'm going to He's war, Trevor's shot. on my team. That dude was taking out people Did he with survive, though? At the end? Yeah, yeah, I don't think I saw so. okay. yeah. He can defend my honor all day. Trevor now, was the man. <laughs> I want to know why Trevor, I mean, this is just kind of thinking, like, why he didn't take his time and just try and find the commander in charge and shoot that person, because that's what I would think would be, like, 
I'm up there. I have some time. Nobody knows I'm up there. Who looks like they're the commander? And I'm going to shoot that guy. Well, he, he was. Yeah, he, he was. was shooting them as they got close. Yeah. So yeah. he didn't want anyone to get in. So yeah. as the closest to the door got shot. Well, and Jeremy was hiding behind a big dumpster. And right. if you notice, he tried to escape twice. And but that was that was him. later on. I don't know if that was necessarily during the actual assault. Oh, at the beginning. I think during the actual mm-hmm. assault, he was just out in the open because he. He was like, we totally outmanned them. We have guns. They don't. He thought they totally had the upper hand. I think so, it's probably a better idea to get whoever's close because even if you kill the commander, people are... You cut off you the head. You cut off the head and the rest falls apart. Yeah, but that wasn't an option. But he then was... another head grows. Oh. Or is this like a chimera <laughs> here? Is this no. a chimera? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking Hercules too. I'm glad you pulled that reference. Great, nice. Great movie. Um, so then, so we have that the militia is not happy that uh, they have a sniper rifle, and this is why we don't allow civilians to have guns because of sniper rifles. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, that's totally makes sense for gun to hunt. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But moving past that, Jeremy's yeah. not happy about this whole thing. So Nora shows us kind of her plan to build an elaborate trap, which she doesn't get to use here, but we get to see the workings of. She's good at making traps. And she's having Charlie help out, who's not happy that Sam's dead. She's clearly not ready for what war means. She's not used to it. I saw Nora sort of taking on the motherly role with Charlie at this point. I think so. Yeah, or like at least a big sister who's going to kind of, you know, they both have very similar similar aspects as far as being fighters and, and that side of things. So she'll probably take on her That's a great role point. model. Someone to look up to. Yeah. Well, and she, stand behind. She probably, after losing the baby, too, feels protective over somebody who's younger and inexperienced. Yeah, it felt like something that she could save because she couldn't save her. Yeah, and this is also the whole scene where we get Nora talking to Charlie and explain to her about the right. child and about Frank and that entire situation. So it definitely does seem like what you guys were saying. It's kind of a matronly role that she's taking on. And I don't know, Mom, why haven't you taught me how to make explosive traps? <laughs> Bad You mother. missed out a little bit there. I missed out on an education that I clearly needed. But, okay, fine. Um, let's, let's talk about the flashbacks a little bit, because this is where we're starting to see all the flashbacks of Miles with Sebastian Monroe. And Miles is not—he's wants to go. He wants to find Ben. He's really— into the idea that they need to find Ben. And Sebastian says, well, you're my family, so I'm going with you no matter what. Find Danny? To find, not to find Danny, this is to find Ben. Oh, okay. This was in when the, In the flashback. Mm-hmm. Right, oh, in okay. the flashback. Yeah. So um, they go on this venture together to find Ben because Miles just wants to. And while they're on this adventure, they keep on finding people who are dead everywhere from the zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Um, Clearly. People who are dead everywhere because... Uh, people have just been going crazy, running out of food, and there's a whole line about how well when you're when you're you're hungry and people get desperate, as Sebastian Monroe tells Miles, and it kind of made me think about the whole scene from last episode, the flashback of the Bulls fan, who was a hungry, desperate guy who then was threatening Charlie, but was probably a good guy because he was a Bulls fan. So, but it, it did bring that back to me though, the whole flashback from last week. And they end up running into the killers. The cannibals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those guys were brutal. Yeah. And how about just the look of the flashbacks? I really liked it. It wasn't colorful at all. It was very grainy. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of the 
apocalyptic world that I like seeing. And so I like that they definitely changed the editing up to show this darker, creepier world because it definitely mm-hmm. was a lot creepier yeah. in this flashback. Mm-hmm. And I really loved this morbid flashback how they were actually eating people. I mean, that yeah. was awesome. <laughs> I mayhem. totally agree. The mayhem. It was See, Kristen, you should jump on Walking Dead with us. Yeah, there's I know. a lot of like, meeting people. There, yeah, there's a bunch. <laughs> a lot of people. I need to see this. So, Can I just be a prop for you guys? I'll just dress just, up like yeah, a zombie. Say, oh, completely. We're going to do that, so definitely. Um, so we get a difficult choice for Miles comes into play during these flashbacks, which is that when they run into these killers, as he's saying, you can't call the cops. There's no prisons. So he ends up deciding the only option here to stop these monsters is to just shoot them and take care of them and what a twist who does he save jeremy Jeremy. and how about monroe was sort of a little bitch right he was like oh i don't why are you killing people why are you doing this and it was just nice to see him as a civilian before he was a dictator Mm mm-hmm and I, I liked, um, I actually kind of liked Jeremy as being part of a bad guy, of course. Right. But I, I thought too. he looked very amused when Miles was around. He's like, oh, it's going to be fun again. Yeah. No, he was. He's like in love with Miles. It sounds like, like everyone this. is. We mm-hmm. also noticed, though, Jeremy just sacrificing his men during the whole wave of attacks. He has a point. The bullets are going to run out. It's just like, eh, just send another man out. Whatever. He'll get shot. He's going to run out of bullets. <laughs> so clearly he doesn't care about his he men very care. well, but he's enamored with Miles. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, and everyone is. He's like, it hasn't been the same since you left, and we all miss you, and Monroe hasn't been the same, and I miss how things were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like we're getting the band back together, guys. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, we do see it was Miles who saved his life, so yeah. right. mm-hmm. maybe he owes him a little something. Well, and I think that's, I, I was um, saying when we were watching, I think that's how the militia got started, too, is you have these men that these guys probably saved, and that's what makes the higher-ups so loyal to them. I agree. Right. And it's easy to believe you want to follow somebody who just saved you from two guys that were beating the crap out of that's you. And probably about point. to eat you. Yeah, and I totally yeah. think that this is exactly how the militia started in the first place, was it really was for a positive purpose of, mm-hmm. in this world of chaos, there needed to be some sort of order. And I think that is why they ended up founding the militia, and I think I said this last week too, but it's just more of like they want some sort of order to stop the chaos. And it's also what Tom Neville talked about last week, but now that's a little more peaceful, maybe democracy can come in, but at the very onset with people murdering each other, killing each other for food, they thought, we just need to stop these monstrosities from happening, and I think it was supposed to be a positive thing. Right, yeah, no, I agree because they even say, you can't call the cops, we can't put them in jail, somebody has to do something, no one's coming, so I I definitely think that their initial intent was for the better of everyone. So let's let's take it back then to the entire scene with the gunfight now, and there's a cave-in at the escape route that they're trying to make, so they can't take that, Charlie suggests just fighting off the men, and she calls Ben a coward for the way that he's been acting. And Miles is pissed. He's not happy about that. Clearly, he thinks very highly of Ben. 
Yeah, but I was kind of on her side for a minute there because she's like, he let people take our crops. He let people take our women. So I see her point there. I mean, at the end of the day, are you really going to let that happen or are you going to pull a trigger? Yeah, but I, I think I agree with Miles. I mean, at the at the end of the day, it's still, you know, that's her father. Right. And it, it, he, obviously there's history between the two brothers that we're not privy to yet that will be revealed. And she was talking a little bit of smack about her father. I think I, I agree with Miles that she should have just kind of kept Respect that to herself. Respect your elders. Respect your elders, young lady. Yeah, I mean, we should tease our interview we did with Tim <laughs> Guinea. Um, I don't. I definitely do not think he's a coward. It was amazing, yeah. and we'll get into that later. But stay tuned. Stay yeah, stay tuned. tuned for that. So. What happens then is they do end up fighting. Swashbuckling ensues. We have a lot of sword fighting action. Nora is punched in the face. I noted that it was important. And Miles ends up capturing Jeremy during this whole exchange. Mm -hmm. And they take him back. And they want to exchange him and do a little exchange. So we also find out, as Jeremy is saying, he tells everybody, well... You don't know who this is. You don't realize that this is Miles Matheson, the second in command of the militia, only to Monroe. The second founding father. What an intense moment and just seeing how everyone's going to deal with it. And Miles is just like, whatever, they're going to find out eventually. Go ahead and tell him. I mean, I thought he was Stu Redman this whole time. So I was just (laughs) blown back. I was like, whoa, what? Stu Redman? Nicholas thought the same thing, too. Who's Miles? Yeah, the priest. Yeah, who is Miles? This is Stu. Don't tell me you're not Franny. Don't tell me that. <laughs> That's your name, right? No, it's not Nate. Nate is not my name. Okay, let's. I just had to take you there. So, gather yourself. Basically, <laughs> I was excited because of the whole Nate reference. Revolution I was make. sets you off. It does. A lot of things are setting me off lately. Oh. So. Dave, we can talk later if you want to. That's okay. So, um, basically, we have this scene where Charlie is not happy. She doesn't want to talk to Miles at all. She she wants to understand, but she sort of, even though Miles is being very seclusive about what he's saying and not really letting her in on anything, he can tell she she is judging him uh, right on the onset, even though she's like, I just want to understand. At the same time, she's doing it in a very judging way. Like, oh, so you were one of the people who went and raped women and stole crops. And I was just like, yep, that was me. What do you want me to say? I didn't think he quite said that. He didn't admit to raping. (laughs) I don't think few men admit to raping. I'll tell you that. But, I mean, to her defense, she was completely sidetracked by this information. I mean, she, you know, she's on this mission to find her brother. She knows very little sort of right now of what her father's And to her was. defense, did you see the dress she was wearing? <laughs> <laughs> I missed that part. Sorry. Um, anyway. Was he, anybody wearing a dress? No. <laughs> no I was doing the whole. Yeah, our dresses. Thing. Just Dave's um, wearing a dress. Yeah, he's it's actually really, the only one I really wish you guys had the video of this because I went to a lot of effort to put this dress on for you guys. So I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> That there's no video this week. <laughs> there will be pictures later on our yeah, Facebook page, which you sure. should like if you have not. And that's all I have. So we, we do get this whole thing here where um, Jeremy and Monroe or Jeremy and Miles have this exchange about how things have really changed mm-hmm. since Miles left. And they don't do this. They don't deal with rebels at all anymore, which apparently Miles allowed. And Miles goes on this whole ego trip about how amazing the militia is because uh, Miles started it, and he trained everybody, and because of him, they're smart, they're deadly, they're amazing people, 
because of him. So he said, brutal, little, smart, and vicious. So and this is a little bit of an ego trip. And that's why you run. That's why you don't fight. Well, you've seen. We've all seen Miles. You know, with a sword, two swords. I mean, in you this episode, yeah, he was actually fighting off Jeremy with his hands tied, and mm-hmm. he got a sword in between them. So, yeah. isn't the first time he's had his hands together for oh. fights? Oh. <laughs> he had the handcuffs earlier. Found a little naughtier than I meant it to be. Right. Is this uh, is this how he actually? Why Nora owes him? I think that's so. How he did that? I, I think that's, that's part the, of it. Um, DVD extras and that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so finally, Miles, Nicholas, they're trying to decide what to do. Nicholas wants to just charge out and go out running, which Miles says, uh, "Any idea is better than that." And he offers to just turn himself in, and that's it. He trusts Nicholas. Um, Charlie and none of, that, none of them understand why. We, we get to figure out why from the flashbacks. But he completely trusts that Nicholas will do this exchange and take him in and leave all the rebels to survive as this exchange. Jeremy. 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 Or Jeremy, yes. <laughs> Nicholas just, wants to kill him. Yeah, Nicholas, <laughs> Nicholas does not forgive him. Nope. Yeah, Only Jesus yeah, does. Nicholas says, I'm not, not Christ. Only Jesus does. I'm not Christ. I, I don't pray forgive. for his soul, but that does not take away what he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A war criminal. He's a war criminal. So maybe, maybe not. Um, so this is when we get this exchange that you were talking about, Kristen, where Jeremy's on the road with Miles. They do do this exchange, and Jeremy's just talking about how much he misses Miles, basically, and how things have changed for the worse. And Monroe is just an angry, angry guy now. He's turned into an angry man. There's sorry, something so there was something the buzzing. The I'm there. sorry, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Dave's <laughs> <So>, dress fell. <laughs> Dave's sorry, dress it fell was, down. It was making a rattling choice. noise. You guys probably, maybe it's good that you don't have video right now because there are things being revealed right now that you don't want to see. <laughs> oh, and it's not about revolution. <laughs> Something's revolving, though. Oh. So I'm getting water on that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. So... <laughs> during this exchange, they're kind of walking in. I, I didn't see this coming at all. I don't know if you guys did, but... It's a trap! So, <laughs> Nora shows her handiwork off with the trap, and there's a giant explosion, and we see Charlie and Nora working together. Charlie drops her bag, and at first I was like, oh my god, she dropped her bag. Oh wait, it's a bomb! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> we thought it was med supplies. Yeah. No. And then Charlie shoots the arrow, shoots and we're nice like, that... Yeah, like Chris and I, Chris and I looked at each other. I'm like, Did, was that Charlie? Did she just drop her bag? Because like, yeah, was that, I think it was her med supplies yeah. or something. Yeah, no, it's explosives. It's just yeah. straight up explosives. And there was some very nice teamwork done between Charlie and Nora in that scene. Yeah, because at yeah. first it was like they, it's like they traded off. It's like Nora was mm-hmm. badass at first, and then all of a sudden Charlie does the little bow, the uh, bow uh, crossbow, and, and destroys the whole bag. So and the bridge. accuracy, accuracy, yeah, accuracy. Let's talk about it. I have something to talk about. Accuracy. Nope. Okay, I thought you did. I thought you did too. I was like, oh, cool. So, I like the look on Miles' face when they did all of that too. Did you guys notice that he was like, oh, all right. This is great. Yeah. And we do also get, speaking of accuracy, um, (laughs) we do get Miles fighting with Jeremy because Miles is a great fighter. He must be very accurate. Oh, There's yeah. my connection there. Nice. Um, and he ends up beating Jeremy down, and once again, he spares Jeremy. So he had the chance there. We've seen that Miles can be pretty ruthless, yeah. but mm-hmm. he does choose to spare Jeremy, which I think is important because we've seen him just cut down bounty hunters, cut down nameless people that we haven't seen. But 
this time he he again shows that he does have people he cares about, even if he's fighting them. Yeah, he doesn't. He really doesn't want Jeremy dead. Yeah, and that totally goes against what he says to Charlie about not caring about anyone anymore. Clearly, he does. Mm-hmm. I, I, actually, I like that about the Miles character because he is so badass, but he still has this compassionate component to him. So, you know, it, it works for the character. That he's hiding. That Those he's are the hiding. most attractive men, though. The ones that don't show, I guess, their compassion. The ones that grow? No. <laughs> the so, ones that there's that a is theme to tonight's show. I, said. <laughs> um, I just mean there's something very attractive about the guy who doesn't, who kind of like hides his passion and it kind of means more whenever he's like this hard ass, badass guy who you wouldn't expect like love from and then he does have this hidden compassionate side. Now we know what Kristen likes. I think that's what every <laughs> woman likes. Yeah, that's why we watch too many movies. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's they all, too. That's all <laughs> I got. That's all I got. Um, so I do want to talk about Jeremy, like what we were talking about before. So Jeremy does give that look at the yeah. end where he gives that little smile. It's like, uh, all right, this is this. I like this. I'm liking where this is going. Even though he lost a lot of men. I mean, that sniper rifle is taking things out. His like second in command got taken out, but man. Does he like Miles? Brotherly love. Some brotherly or love maybe there. more. Who knows? It's been a long walk. It's been a long <laughs> blackout. A long blackout. <laughs> so, guys, I do want to jump on the fact that we do provide this show for you guys, and we love any feedback and support in any way possible. Um, you can go to iTunes. Please rate us, comment. We love seeing the comments. We'll definitely read them. We'll definitely give you guys feedback on the show, on the air. And same with YouTube. Go ahead and leave comments and leave feedback, negative or positive. We love hearing from it. And we just want to know how we can improve to make this a better show also i should say that it is the start of after buzz's fall lineup of shows so we've got yes. a lot of great shows going on you got emmy winning homeland now on after buzz walking dead which a bunch of us are going to be starting is going to be going on and just a whole slew of great fall shows that you can listen to the after shows from on after buzz so definitely go and check it out are you gonna read anyways uh i will read after we talk about uh, the whole story with Aaron and Maggie, which I would oh. love to touch on. Yes, the because, necklace. Yeah, the whole necklace story. So they end up finding the house. And I, you know what I was kind of wondering is how hard is it to... This seems like a very random house in the middle of nowhere. I wonder... I know he was told where to go, but it seems like it would still be hard to find the exact right yeah. house. But as we know, it takes a day to walk places, so maybe that was why... But this is like a haunted house because the door just opens on its own. Very yeah. creepy. Zombies. Open. Zombies everywhere. I was hoping Grace would not be dead. Yeah, and we don't know. We just don't know because we don't, don't find a body. Sure she's she can't not. be. No. No. She can't be. We haven't learned enough about her for them to kill her off yet and us actually care. She's yeah. listed on IMDb for six episodes. Oh, well, there oh, well, you go. There you go with the facts. Wow, what a, sp- a spoiler, please. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> maybe or maybe it's flashbacks. Could be Could flashbacks. Be. Could be flashbacks. Know. That's true. So the house is totally abandoned. It's torn apart. Everything's on the ground, and Aaron sees a bunch of computer parts. And because he knows his stuff, because he works for uh, Bing, we're gonna say he works for Bing. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he really knows his stuff with computers, and can tell that apparently Grace built herself a computer. This was all post-apocalyptic computer building. Mm-hmm. So he really knows what's going on. And Maggie is afraid and concerned. She's like, well, look what happened here. We just need to leave. And she doesn't want to have anything to do with this anymore. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, uh, Ben definitely gave this pendant or what looks to be a flash drive, maybe. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that, and I heard some other people talking about it. It kind of looks like a flash drive. He yeah, it gave does. it to Aaron because, you know, Aaron's the right person to give it to. He knows computers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he put it in Aaron's hands for good reason when Aaron said, I don't know why he gave this to me. It clicked with me that, yes, you know technology and computers, and that is why he gave it to you. We also get um, Aaron's whole backstory here during this exchange and why it's so important to him because he does say um, during one scene that how is anything more important than power, meaning electricity. And we find out that's because he was bullied his entire life and picked on and his only thought was things will get better. Mm -hmm. And the way he was able to do that was because in this day and age you can become big through technology. It doesn't have to be this playground mentality of the biggest bully or the biggest man wins. You smarts really do win out in today in today's era. So that's why it's so important to him because that's how he overcame his obstacles. That's how he overcame his fear. That's how to him, I'm sure, how he was confident enough to get his wife, who didn't care about anything, I'm sure was great in that regard, as he says, but I think that does in his mind have a lot to do with why he was able to find his wife was because of technology is how he overcame his problems. So it is very personal to him and very important to him. Right, yeah. and then the punchline, he said, is the blackout because now it's the joke's on him. It's back to the schoolyard where mm-hmm. he's afraid and he's weak because he doesn't have the one thing that empowered him, which was technology. Technology, yeah. yeah. But if the power is turned back on, I mean, Monroe's going to be in power, so I guess that's another reason why it shouldn't be. It just right. depends on who gets the power But if the first, rebels though. get the power first... But if power's turned back on for everyone, which it looks like it's a it's a switch, I mean, he has all the helicopters and everything that, you know, would operate that way. Right. Although we but saw how Grace being. had her own power. Maybe that's kind of the direction they'll because go it, in. Yeah, it seems the like these necklaces can control it for yourself and within a certain range. So maybe if, like, someone with a necklace were to use that helicopter, they could use it, but only if you have that pendant. For the time being. Right. And uh, maybe only at a certain time of day, too. I don't know if that came into play. Yeah, because yeah, that's we what did it get seemed that. to feel like tonight. Yeah, we definitely did get that scene where it didn't. he wasn't even messing with the necklace at all. At that mm-hmm. point, he was just, like, taking a break. He was with Maggie. Yeah. And just all of a sudden, they started hearing some Marvin Gaye going on. Yeah. And they started hearing some music, which is a great song. And okay. all of a sudden, I don't know how... <laughs> But Maggie's iPhone turns back on. Yeah. I, I don't know how somehow it has enough power after this point in time that yeah, it's, it's, it's stayed charged throughout 15 years. That's amazing. Amazing for iPhones. Stay charged after 15 <laughs> years, apparently. But that's the new iPhone that's the 5. New iPhone. If the you new don't iPhone have 5. one, go get one. Get one because if you don't hook it up to a charger, it will stay charged for 15 years. Yes. Yeah. It lasts that yeah. long. Maybe there's so much power in there, it just turned it on automatically. Yeah, yeah that's maybe. a good point. So we do see, though, that finally Maggie gets that glimpse of her children, and she is all on board. That was all she needed to think, like, wow, we need this. We need Mm -hmm. to have power again. But it's funny because they're kind of saying, oh, Aaron said, oh, power is the most important thing. But that's not what the people who turned off the power obviously thought. They obviously thought it was more about... Uh, family and relationships and re-evolving. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I still feel like the power turning off in the first place, even though the show is about how people re-evolve and all that, I do think there is a darker intent behind it with someone mm-hmm. 
whoever actually did it did it for a dark purpose outside right. of like oh humanity needs to evolve and we need to go on i think there's something else behind it yeah i agree with dave i think right. there's some a bigger sinister plan to why the power is is being um operated the way it is or why it was taken away i think it's a sinister plan right do you dr agree? claw i don't dr. know claw. i don't think it's sinister i think it was just like the militia was for an initial good reason i think the turning off the power was initially for a good reason and then you know a lot of things turn into a, a cult or one man's well, Will. somebody who had a lot of power didn't think things through very well. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys... Go oh, good. No, mine is changing the subject. Oh, no. Oh, it's, uh, no, go ahead. Change the subject. Yeah, change it. I was just going to say, do we even care if they find Danny? <laughs> do you guys care if they find Danny? I kind of want Danny on their team because Danny, is, is, I think, will be a good asset to the mm-hmm. Miles, mm-hmm. Charlie, Nora... Um, badass team because he obviously can kick some butt. So especially with their fight against the militia, I think he's a, he's a good addition to the team. So I, I do care in that sense. I just want his hair to stay one consistent color. <laughs> <laughs> what what I want, and I, I actually I think what we're going to see is him developing a f- deeper connection with Captain Tom Neville. Oh, for sure. And almost maybe starting to grow some sympathy for the militia through yeah. Tom, Tom Neville, or maybe alternatively they'll kind of move each other away from the militia and towards a rebellion cause, but I think that's the relationship we're going to see. We're going to see those two have fun adventures together. Yeah, that was it's an adventure actually, time. It's going to be part of my prediction, but I'll, I'll use another prediction. But I actually think that Neville, in the end, is going to help Danny escape. That's what I, I, I think that the way that he's keeping his eye on him so much, I think there's such a different story than to Neville that we don't see yet that right. will be revealed that will, in the end, help Danny out. Well, I I kind of agree with that. I tend to think, though, it would be more of him letting him escape. Like, maybe he Mm -hmm. sees him escape and just doesn't say anything. Turns his back to it. Yeah. 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 Well, let's let's go on to some news and gossip because we had a lot. After TV News. So I know you were looking at the ratings and trying that again, right, Daryl? Yes. Um, Revolution did very well last week in the 18 to 49 category. It actually ranked in the top five um, right after The Voice on NBC. It came in at 4.1 uh, with about 5 million viewers. So hey. it's doing really well. Wow. So Revolution's still continuing to kill it. It's killing it. And I want to talk, guys, about you had a fun, I guess, earlier evening because, unfortunately, it is very late L.A. time, even later in the East Coast. But you guys were able to get Ben Matheson an interview. Daryl actually set it up. Why don't you guys tell us a little bit about what the interview is like? He's an unbelievable guy. We got a chance to talk to him, Kristen and I, today for about a half an hour over the phone. He called in from set. He was actually in North Carolina, mm-hmm. still shooting, but he took the time out to talk to us a little bit about the character. Uh, his his real name in real life is, is Tim Guinea, um, but yes, as you, as Dave was saying, he goes by uh, Ben Matheson on the show, and he, he gave us a lot of insight on the character. I mean, he, he there were certain things he couldn't say and couldn't reveal, but we actually ended up finding out um, certain things as far as like what weapon he would use if a black blackout occurred what would be his weapon of choice and he told us a longbow so i gave him not an option crossbow. not a crossbow no. i gave him an, an option of a crossbow a sword or a gun and he said a longbow he said a longbow because a crossbow there are different mechanics that can go wrong and a gun that doesn't really work i can't yeah. remember he he gave us some um another reason why but then yeah. the crossbow you can use from far away or the longbow the longbow you yeah. can use from far away and he actually told us For and animals. and the sword you wouldn't want to get close yeah. and he also said that um he made he his acting roles that he's had has 
influenced his life tremendously, but they actually sent him to like a primal camp where yeah. they would teach him like how to, you know, make fires and per- make weapons and um, make nets and different things to catch fish and survive in nature, which is amazing. And he built this longbow, which we're going to see in episode six. Yeah. So was this primal camp called Boy Scouts? No. <laughs> By chance? Yeah, adult Boy Scouts. It was, yeah, I think, more of a survival yeah. No, that is, that is very cool. And I guess that does show then that we're going to be seeing more Ben if he's on set. Right. And yeah. he's also going to come back as a zombie. Exactly, yeah. I mean, the coolest thing about talking to him is after speaking with him, I sort of wanted to be an actor because he was just saying basically after he had to go to uh, learn to be a farmer for one of his roles in preparing for that, he now owns a farm because all his roles have really influenced his life and he trained to be a Fireman, firefighter, yeah. firefighter yeah. and now he's a firefighter yeah, actors, in this town. Actors really do get to be tra- jacks of all trades because every new role means they have to learn a new craft. Yeah, and something that really related to me was he also is a tightrope walker. We talked about my documentary a little bit, and he guess teaches at LA School Cirque du Soleil, yeah, Cirque du Soleil. School in Very Hollywood, cool. I believe. Yeah. So you know, check out our interview. It's on YouTube and on iTunes, and you can download interview. it and listen to it. And he was a great guy. I think he said he would you know call in in the future and possibly even come into the show. Yeah, yeah. So, so thanks again, Tim Guinea, for joining us yeah. earlier today. We love you, Tim, and thank yeah. you. Kristen and Daryl for doing the amazing interview, which, as Kristen said, definitely catch it on After Buzz. So, I, I want to mention something about the show that I forgot to touch on. We didn't see a single trace of Nate. Where is You're he? right. He's um, still handcuffed. Yeah, he's, man. he's still handcuffed. And or, as Kristen and I were talking about, maybe he cut his hand off. Yeah, which would be awesome. That would be awesome to escape. That I would also be very Walking with, Dead. Yeah, yes, Walking Dead with one arm, being like, "I'm here to save you, Charlie." I want to see diseases and flies eating people and whatever. I'm sure it'll like, get there. We saw yeah. a bunch of dead people earlier today. Uh, one thing I want to add quickly: I was reading how like a lot of people are saying they can't relate to Charlie because she's kind of like that naive buzzkill who is like meeting the world. Uh, for the first time, and people kind of can't relate to that. And uh, this is not a Boy Meets World reference. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. This is not a Boy Uh-oh. Meets World reference. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, I love Boy Meets World. But anyway, how do you guys feel about Charlie and sort of like her meeting the world through this show? I mean, do you guys feel like that she's like the young, stereotypical teenager that's annoying, or are you liking her? I'm doing the Boy Meets World theme song. That's what I think of it. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, it's awesome. I, well, you, th- you need kind of the, you know, what they call the straight man character that doesn't really have the 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 funny characteristics of the side ones. You know, the Miles is is funnier, I think, or or better that way. Where I, I always think of, like, How I Met Your Mother, where the show re- revolves around Ted, who I like Ted, mm-hmm. but everybody watches it pretty much for Barney or yeah. Marshall or That's Lily true. because they're more interesting. <laughs> Legend than, than the main one. Legendary. Legendary. <laughs> legendary. Nate is legendary. Because you gotta wait for him. He's like legend, and then you wait until Charlie's in trouble. Legendary. So how do you feel, Dave? Are you annoyed by Charlie or do you like her? As she's meeting uh, the world, I'm, not unlike Boy Meets World. I'm I'm not 
I mean, Boy Meets World is amazing, but I, I'm sort of mixed on her. I, I think I, I understand her, as Kristen was talking about, her perspective. Like, you need that character as she, that naive character, and I get it. And maybe I don't relate for her as much, but I honestly don't mind. I, I like seeing her trek and seeing her discovery. And I'm yeah. okay with seeing how she discovers the world and seeing that point of view. Because we do have other characters that we can relate to, and we, we don't need to relate to every single character. There's always characters in shows I don't personally relate to, but that's why I watch shows is to yeah. put myself in someone else's shoes. Like, oh, that's what that person would be going through. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm okay with it. But, we need to see her meet the world. But let's um let's talk about the comments. Or did you want to talk about what you think of Charlie? No, I was just gonna say you know every character has their journey, and it's, you gotta dislike them before you like them. So I think it's important, and I would tell people to just hang on. I mean, I like seeing her trials and tribulations, and her you know. It was. It's been her fault a couple of times with her calls, but you got to see that in order to end up liking her. You have to see the journey of her making the mistakes and then learning from them. So yeah, I think it, it's coming. She and she makes mistakes, but she still is willing to listen. Like she, exactly. you know, she's looking at Miles, and I even think that as I was saying before with Nora's character, I think that she'll be willing to really learn from her as well as as they um, move forward. And, and we're also learning why she makes these decisions and sort of her instincts and her background, and so we can kind of relate to her in that the fact that we're seeing her logic on screen. Right, yeah. and we're, we're definitely seeing for her character especially a lot of change and a lot of growth Mm -hmm. so if there's one character you're going to see growth from is charlie which is good to have um so let's touch on them we do want to thank everybody who um commented on the youtube and on (laughs) itunes so for youtube we had beautiful reads aeon long neon diamond 101 i love pink stuff Anna Palm and D. Kristen. I wonder who that is. Hmm, I don't know. Um, Someone who just puts dots so, on the response. On, yeah, so um, I was looking at the comments, and there's a dot from D. Kristen of dot dot on the preview episode. Thank you, Daryl, for your wonderful comments. We appreciate Which means it. nothing. That's what he thought of our preview, sh- preview show. It's just dot dot. 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 Uh, nice. Fill in okay. the blank is what that means. Fill in the blank. So Beautiful Reads commented that she thinks that we're going to see Charlie and Nate end up falling for or Nate end up trolling for Charlie and he'll have she'll have to he'll have to decide excuse me between uh, Charlie or the militia and I I think that she's going to end up choosing Charlie and we were talking about that and we we definitely agree Um, Aeon Long said that it was talking about how he thought it was interesting that why is it that the it's weird that the mother was led to be we were led to believe that she was dead her children don't seem to know that she's alive and why is it specifically that the children don't know that she's alive and that's what Aeon Long was kind of pointing out was a little strange what I want to ask is why is she in a mansion and um, I think Sebastian was in the tent though right he's, he's in the military <laughs> so he's in the military position and she's in the White House okay that's what I think um, then Neon Diamond thinks that we're funny people thank Aww. you bitch thank you. we appreciate it you just called him a bitch I just call him a bitch. Hopefully he finds that humorous. I'm hoping yeah, so. Yeah, he meant that in the most joking way. In the most the joking ways, maybe. Uh, I love pink stuff. Uh, she really enjoyed our caller from the first week and thinks that he should call again. And you know what, guys? Anybody can call, too. And we would love any caller. So I love pink stuff. If you want to call in, watch the live show 11 p.m. Pacific time, definitely call in, too, because we would love to hear your thoughts. And anybody who wants to call in, we want to hear call me um from the first episode we have from anna palm she was saying that she thinks the show is promising and she thinks the crossbow reminds her a little bit of katniss in hunger games i can see that that i can see that i also think daryl from walking dead that's what i think of although 
because she's a girl, it, it makes more sense. Katniss and, and nobody can compare to Daryl. Just a big fan. And <laughs> I do want to give a, a call out to Scion13 who commented on iTunes. Will and Baby Georgia commenting on our episode. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate the <laughs> comment and we love that you're listening to us. And watch Tower Base. Yes. Watch Tower Base. And always watch Tower watching. Base. Always watching. What up, Tower Base? Who is legend? All right. Let's Harry. let's talk about our predictions and next week. What's going on next week for the show and what our predictions and now, are? You're after Buzz TV predictions. So we find out. So apparently Maggie is going. Maggie and Aaron are going to run into Charlie at some point, and somebody is going to die. But what I'm wondering from this preview is they're like teasing like someone will die. What if it's not even someone from the main character camp? Somebody will die. I mean, right. it's like exactly. an extra background yeah. character yeah. gets an arrow through it's the head. It's just some exactly. character that doesn't matter very much that we barely met. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's not what's going to happen. But it looks like Charlie's in trouble. We mm-hmm. see tape over her mouth and Aaron doesn't trust them. Yeah, Aaron doesn't seem to, at least he doesn't want to trust them with the fact that they have power. Right. And it could maybe be, he doesn't want to tell Charlie, I think, specifically. And it seems like maybe it could also have to do with Miles being there. Maybe he really doesn't trust Miles at this point. Well, I mean, Ben was trusted him with this knowledge, yeah. and he shouldn't be telling anyone else. I think even telling Maggie could bite him in the in the end. Yeah. You never know. That's one more person who knows about it. Let's uh, let's listen to the grapevine yeah. mm-hmm. and not tell everyone. Well, and all of a sudden, this new girl, Nora, that they haven't met yet is mm-hmm. with them. He probably is like, who's this chick that Miles picked up on the road? And right. let's also point out, I don't know if they realize the extent of this, but it's dangerous to have that technology mm-hmm. at this point because— that too. Who the hell knows where Grace is at this point, yeah. other than with Dr. Claw. But I'm, she got tased, and she's okay, probably. But right. um, it's just it's very dangerous to have that at this point in time. This show is getting really exciting, yeah. guys. If you haven't been tuning in, you've just been watching our after show, that's probably the case. You should actually watch the show, because it's awesome. Yes, just definitely keep up with it. It's getting <laughs> exciting. But guys, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. And guys, once again, I am Dave Klein. You can find me on Twitter at TheDaveKlein. That's K-L-E-I-N. Or... Go to my website, djk-online.com. And I'm Kristen Carroll, and you can find me on Twitter at thefan, F-A-N-2-T-O-C-S-E-E. I'm Kristen Elizabeth, and you can bang Cinematic Escape and find my blog, or you can follow me on Twitter at Cinematic Escape. I'm Dario Kristen, and in my very white voice, you can find me at Dario Kristen, D-E-R-R-I-A-L, last name C-H-R-I-S-T-O-N, and same name under Facebook. Please find us online. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely voices. Catch you next time, guys. See you guys next week. Bye, guys. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 